Hello. Yesterday, or maybe it wasn't yesterday. No, it was yesterday. Yesterday I went and I visited the Black Creek in Toronto. And it was it was a rainy day. There were heavy rains. And the Black Creek was flowing very high and fast. And I started putting putting the puzzle pieces together and and realizing that there's so many roads and parking lots and so many places where the trees have been cut and there's roofs that are when the rain hits the roof it just goes down into the eavesdrop and then down into the gutter all the rain that falls on the roads and the roofs and the parking lots and the and the barren fields of of grass. All of that rain used to get absorbed into the soil because there was a healthy ecosystem there. But nowadays it just goes straight into the creeks and the rivers. And so when you get heavy rains, then the river just overflows and, and you get flooding. And flooding is increasing these days. And that was the original reason that they paved the Black Creek. Sections of it are paved. And the original reason for that was so that they could control flooding when ironically paving vast portions of land is the reason why all the rain goes straight into the creek and causes flooding, causes overflowing of the creek. It's like, um, it's as if, it's as if you were, you, you had your hand on a table and you were hitting it with a hammer and you were saying, Oh, when I when I hit my hand with the hammer, it hurts. And then you devise a, a complicated method of maybe you can make a, a metal a casing around that fits around your hand so that you can hit it with the hammer and, and it won't hurt. But you don't realize that the, the better method is to just stop hitting your hand with the hammer. So the solution to flooding is to is less concrete, not more concrete. Solution to flooding is more plants everywhere. Plants on roofs, plants in your lawns, plants beside the creek where there's grass. More more natural ecosystems everywhere that can absorb water into the soil again. I think that's the most beautiful way of controlling flooding. And also, as I was walking down the creek, I realized how hard that's going to be. Like, it's one thing to plant plants by the side of the creek where there's already grass, and there's a lot of places where it's grass or there's a lot of places where it's a 
it's a it's some sort of ecosystem, but it's not a healthy one, and it could help. It could use some help, you know, bringing back the div- the diversity and the ability to retain water and the the ability to build soils and and sustain insect life and bird life and and even mammal life and human life not to mention so there's work that can be done that can easily easily be done right now but so much of it seems so impossible there's this one part of the creek the black creek where there's walls well the creek is paved in kind of a a u shape roughly and then there's walls like 15 foot high concrete walls and then right at the top of the walls on on both sides of the river is a street and and so there's a street and then at the other side of the street there's houses and i was thinking what's what's it going to take to heal this part of the black creek that's going to take a lot to change you know we would have to take out those roads and who knows what would happen when we take out those roads where would the creek start flowing you know we would probably have to take out those houses because you know it's it's you can't just hope that the creek will go straight and not harm the houses you know you can plant plants as much as possible and maybe the houses can be can be built or renovated so that they can withstand different things but you know i don't know i don't know what would happen if we tried to heal that section of the creek and I think that's a long way off. It's a very long way off. We need we need a healthy economy and we need people to be fed and living in community before we can tackle that project. Luckily, there's easier projects that we can use to help build those communities and build that that economic and and food security and and give people the confidence that they need in order to feel that the community can support them so that they can move out of those houses and they can demolish those concrete walls and those streets and they'll still be okay because they have nature and they have the ability to grow food And I'm, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm saying all these things. And, and to some extent, I think part of me thinks that I'm one of the few people who knows these things. And maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. I just, I recently was on Facebook too and I I've been seeing these videos of protests in 
in the UK, this Extinction Rebellion thing, it's spreading pretty fast. I, I saw a poster for it in Toronto, but it started in the UK. And it's happening right now, this weekend. Um, I saw a video of a 17-year-old guy in the UK being carried away by the police. He was getting arrested. And so the person with the camera went up to him and said, why have you chosen to, to be arrested? And the, and, the, and the kid said, the earth is dying. We should be crying. And then the person with the camera thanked him. And that was it. And that's such a wise thing to say. The earth is dying, we should be crying as you're, as you're being carried away by the police. You know, it, it, it just, it says everything. It, he, he didn't say we need to cut carbon, carbon emissions, you know, he didn't say we need to stop burning oil and gas. He said the earth is dying. And so anything, and we should be crying. He didn't say we should be, we should be doing something. We should be acting quickly. We should be, I don't know, voting in this politician or that politician. He said we should be crying. Because we don't really know what to do. You know, I don't know what to do about those two streets that are on either side of the Black, Black Creek. You know, I don't want to stop people from driving on those streets because as of right now, people need those streets. People need to go to work. People need to live. And so I don't know what to do. And so maybe all I can do is, is feel sad about that. And, and that, you know, that has power. It, it kind of seems like it might not have power, but feeling sad and crying. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you really do that on purpose, no, not on purpose, like you don't force it, but when it, when it happens, when you feel sad, you make, you set the intention to feel all the sadness that wants to be felt things start to happen. Maybe, maybe you get an idea at the end of it for something, a small thing you could do, or maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you just send this powerful energy that you have to other people or maybe you maybe you don't even know how you affect other things but i i just have this belief that once you feel the sadness things will start to move it, keeping the sadness trapped inside you without feeling it the things stay stagnant and you can't really act 
if you do act, you'll be acting out of old patterns. And what we need right now is new patterns. And, and again, I'm saying this as if I know more than you. I don't know if I know more than you, and, and maybe you already know everything that I'm saying. But I just want to support you in that. And, and I'm saying you as if there's someone listening to this, and I know there might not be anyone listening to this for quite some time. Maybe by the time anyone listen to, listens to this, everyone will already know what I'm saying. I feel like I'm, I'm talking to the future right now, and, and maybe the people of the future will, will come back and listen to this and say, wow, what a time. 2019, it's April 20th, 2019. And those people were on the streets protesting. And those people were crying about the earth. And this guy, Paul, in Toronto was thinking about the Black Creek and how to heal it. And he didn't know how to do it. He didn't know at all, but he visited the creek when he could and he, and he watched and he saw the concrete and he saw the raging water, the flood waters. And he saw the garbage. And he saw the plants starting to grow in the springtime. And he saw the graffiti. And he saw the, the, the geese. There was a goose, there was a goose at the Black Creek when I visited it. I saw it and it was it was sitting up against a concrete wall and I, I was walking and I, I didn't see it and it was just staring at me. And then I decided I shouldn't go there because the goose was there. And then later on when I went back to my car, I saw the goose, I don't know if it was the same goose, but I saw a goose crossing the street he was crossing Black Creek Drive, which is a very busy street. And, you know, it's almost a highway, you know. And cars were stopping and the, and the goose was crossing. That was fun to see. And what I also did see was that I saw evidence that people had been planting trees there. You know, and and uh, that made me hopeful, you know, because I can just imagine the tiny group of people, the small, the small team of people with some seeds or maybe some saplings going and digging and planting and spending maybe a couple hours planting trees by the Black Creek. And I can only imagine what would happen if more people 
could dedicate more time to that? What if someone could dedicate their whole life and work full time trying to restore the Black Creek? I'd be happy if my tax dollars went to that, although I think things are changing so rapidly that I'm not even sure if we're going to have tax dollars in the future. Those people in the future who are listening to this, maybe you can send a message back to the past and tell me, <laughs> do we still have taxes? Do we still vote for politicians? Do we still drive cars? Do we still need, do we still have airplanes? Do we still need to travel places? Do we still have jobs? Have you, have you healed the Black Creek yet? Has, or, or has nothing changed and, and is everything just going on as it, as it was and is, is there a crisis? Is the collapse happening? Is Mother Nature fighting back? Are the floods getting worse? Are the temperatures rising? Are the species going extinct? Are the food prices going up? Are the farms running out of soil? What are they doing about that? Is there still chlorine in the tap water? Or can you drink from the creeks? And can you eat from the forests? You know, standing here, I'd like to imagine that in the future we can drink from the creeks and we can eat from the forests. We can pick the berries and, and eat the food and we can we can go to our, our places in the forest where we know we've We've cultivated some edible things in and amongst the forest, not separate from the forest, in the forest. And the edible things, they feed the, the, the mammals of the forest too, you know, probably the raccoons are still there and the skunks and the squirrels. But we've planted enough to feed them and ourselves. I like to imagine that people are, are healthy and that the air is clean and that the houses are beautiful. And at this point, it's, it's a matter of choice. We have to choose which world we want. Do we want a world where we keep working too hard and paying and struggling to never pay off our debt and continuing to pave paradise? Or do we want a world where we can be immersed in nature again and still have that connection to nature and community and ourselves? And of course, you know that. You know which choice you want. You know which choice I want. It's a matter of how do we do that right now? What, what right now do I have to do to work towards that? And still the answer is 
to some extent, I don't know. But on the other hand, the answer is go to the Black Creek and and feel sad about the dying earth and feel all of it and, and see what happens. And for other people, the answer might be go to protests. You know, I'm, I'm personally not called to go to protests, but I do respect people who want to go to protests because they are desperate for something to do to make a difference. And I know many of them would would jump at the chance to try to heal the ecosystems hands-on. But I know they can't. They either don't know how or they won't be allowed or they live in a city that doesn't have any dirt left, no soil. So they go to protests because that's all they can do. And it's better than nothing. But I do hope that their their dreams of healing the the living planet come true and that they will be perhaps able to spend their life full time in service of healing the earth as so many of us so many of us want to do okay i'm going to stop there for now as always, if you want to be in touch, you can send me an email, paulbartonsounds at gmail.com.